It's time for the End of Conversation Podcast With funny man Damian Lemon And the voice of your choice Ali Muhammad This is Damian Lemon This is Ali Muhammad And this is In the Conversation The Podcast Yes, yes, we back yes, Black sir. History Year 2022 Kicking it off Second week of the new year You know Word Just up. out here, out here surviving, out here thriving, <laughs> you know, all of that shit, man. How you doing? Man, I'm doing pretty good. You know, yeah. feeling good to be, you know, back in the world mm-hmm. and uh, getting to it. So I'm um, down here in the A, so reckon finishing up this docuseries. So that's been, you know, a trek. Mm. It's crunch time on that shit, so, you know. Oh yeah, it's yeah. put up a put up a shut up. <laughs> yeah. I hear that. How's it going? You feel you 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 feel good? Yeah, I feel great. I feel great. You know what I'm saying? Okay. okay. It's just you learning. You learning on the go. You know what I mean? A lot of logistical scenarios that need to be worked out. You working in this COVID era shit, so you know, like you know, cats catching COVID. You know what I mean? It's a lot going on. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Nah. So, That's crazy. Let me know. ask you this. Now that uh-huh. you've had COVID, right? Uh-huh. Do you feel uh, less anxious about catching COVID now? Like, do you feel like, you know what I mean? Like, you kind of got a bit of a force field? Or you've been mm-hmm. through the fire? No, nah, I don't believe I got a force field. Because um, I believe I've had it before. But, um Nah, nigga, you would put your motherfucking mask on. <laughs> <laughs> that should have humble you. Okay, all right, all right. Okay. Now okay. you looking everywhere you go. It's like, oh shit, COVID in this motherfucker somewhere. Like right. Fat Joe was saying right. about verses. He was yeah. like, hey, COVID in here now. <laughs> okay. It's okay. Been, you know what I'm saying? Everywhere you go, you analyzing the room. Like, ah, now which one? Which wonder which one of these motherfuckers got it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that shit in here. <laughs> yeah. So oh, okay. now, now I'm I'm you know a little more cautious if anything, um, you know they say you got the antibodies you know what I'm saying for a few months or whatever but I don't trust none of that because they don't know, right? Yeah. They don't know half this talk what they be talking so every yeah. week is some new shit, brand new now they got Delta Cron and you know the, these and the, and the, um the flu Rona the flu Rona <laughs> yeah. <laughs> flu Rona, that shit sounds ridiculous. Flu Rona, sound like a, a rapper. Um, yeah, man, I've been thinking I had the COVID a few times. I've been very, mm-hmm. I've been feeling very COVIDy. You know, mm-hmm. like I've been, I've been symptomatic and uh, <clears throat> sore throat, coughing a little something, mm-hmm. sleepy as fuck. But every time I Take the at-home test. I'm coming up negative. I'm going mm-hmm. to get a real PCR this week, so we're going to get some, you know, official clarity. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, man. It's just <laughs> kind of crazy. So many people I'm knowing it are just, it's coming through. It's like it's coming through the window. I'm talking to people that were like, Dog, I wasn't even outside. I wasn't nowhere, and this shit got me. So I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, anyway, it, it was crazy, yeah. like. Like even in the 2020 version of it, you know, a couple of the people that I knew that that got it, and they they got it and they had you know rough time with the shit. It was like the most careful people I knew. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> like one of our editors, he he got it and this man didn't go nowhere. You know what I'm saying? He was just in his booth. 
And then the crazy thing, nobody else in the in the space got it. So it's like, damn, what is, where you get it from? But it is an airborne uh, virus. So it's in the air, baby. So, you know, <laughs> you're breathing. If you're breathing, right. you got the chance to catch it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Man. The mask. Inhale. The mask only catch a certain amount of the particles. Yeah. So, you know, it's out and here. They, and they saying most of the masks that we got are trash anyway. You know, I don't know mm. if you're saying that, but they like, yeah. you know, a lot of these masks ain't really equipped to handle this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you honestly, most people don't really have any true N95s unless you are all the way in the game. You mm-hmm. know, unless you in the health field or something like that, them things you buy off of Amazon. You know, the K95s are the ones I got most recently, and I like them. You know, they mm-hmm. fit nice. They they look mm-hmm. sturdy. They look mm-hmm. like they fighting something for me, but I'm hearing that they ain't shit. So, <laughs> so far, well, so good, but, you know, it is what it is. Well, you know, every little bit helps, you know what I mean? If you got the by, by chance, you know what I'm saying, shit floating around and you only get a little bit of the particles, then hey, you know, you might you might make it through. Um, you know, a lot of the mass shit is more to keep other people from getting it from you than it is from you getting it from them, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's that's what the mass thing is all about. So yeah. it's more keeping your coughs and your sneezes and all that shit on closer to you than out and sprayed out into the environment. So, you know, <clears throat> everybody just doing what they can with the information that we have in the this time and space where all this shit is crazy. So, you know, what you gonna do? Yeah, you just gotta stay, you know, keep dodging. Keep dodging. Keep doing what you're doing. I'm not gonna beat y'all in the head with the COVID <laughs> so <laughs> This podcast was brought to you by the novel coronavirus. Yeah, this last two years was brought to you. Right, right. It's like we get it. It's out there. They like they like State Farm sponsoring everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh shit. What's good with you, man? I'm chilling. Nah, that's it. That's what I'm chilling. I'm just kind of out the way when I can be. I did a show last night. Mm -hmm. I was quick, you know. In and out, but um, that's really it, man. Uh, chilling just at the crib for the most part, trying mm-hmm. to duck this smoke. Um, what have I been doing? Cleaning up, uh, trying to get a little bit of reading done. You know, I, I've been bookmarking a bunch of articles over time, mm-hmm. pour through some of those, uh. Getting back on my writing shit. Um, watching, tried to watch The Matrix, the original Matrix, uh, over three days I've been trying to watch. I keep turning it off. It's not like this bad. It's just sometimes I turn it on uh, basically right at the wrong time. Like I just, it's, I just don't hold my attention. And I've been having a little bit of insomnia. I'm just, you know, mm-hmm. recalling everything. I've been having insomnia for about a couple weeks now. Mm. It's kind of crazy. Like, I'll just, I'll go to sleep. I'll go to bed, you know, try to go to bed. And it just won't be happening. Next thing you know, it's 5 o'clock in the morning when I'm fucking trying to, trying to fall asleep. I'm finally falling asleep. That shit is kind of crazy. 
It's been slowing down as of late, as the last couple of days, but mm-hmm. it'll come in bouts, you know? And then that was part of it, too. I was like, damn, I wonder if this has anything to do, you know what I mean? Is this some um, symptomatic type shit or whatever? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know. It's a sign of a, maybe a sign of a restless mind. I don't know. You know, like, because uh, it's one of those things where, if I can't go to sleep, then I'm like, well, all right, well, let me just crack open this laptop. Well, let mm-hmm. me get on this screen, you know what I'm saying? And then I'm scrolling and looking at bullshit, which I should just commit to just laying my ass down. Mm-hmm. But that don't always work. Or sometimes I throw <laughs> on like a podcast or like a, a audio book and let that shit play in the background, put the sleep timer on, and oftentimes I could fall asleep through mm-hmm. that. But... um. You ain't yeah, never tried no um, melatonin or CBD? You know what? I did try some melatonin one, and I need to remind myself that I got that on deck because I did try some melatonin, and that shit was strong like a narcotic. <laughs> that, shit, that shit put me down, down. I didn't even realize it. Yeah, I'll yeah. be forgetting I got the melatonin on deck. I might have to continue fucking with that. Yeah, but, um, actually, your cousin had some CBD melatonin Mm-hmm. They, you know what I'm saying? The doctor. And um, I cop some from him. And it was, you know, right around that time, my, my mom had died, you know, and it was kind of crazy situation. So mm-hmm. it, was, it wasn't as much as I couldn't go to sleep, but it wasn't a good, it was like a restless type of sleep during that era. Right. So right. I tried those, and um, them things had you out, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, them things had like good night sleep on their ass, you know what I'm saying? And wake up feeling fresh. Oh, that's good. That's a good yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like regular CBD, I've tried it. I can't fuck with CBD like that. Not not ingestible CBD because it, it, it drains the shit out of me. You know what I'm saying? I don't need no relaxants. You know, I don't need nothing to, you know what I'm saying? Because I could go to sleep easy or like if I'm just... Like like I said, if I get on a plane, they turn the engine on. I'm I'm out of that. But like right. when you take a CBD, that shit just feel like it's draining. I can't even get through the day. Like yo, hell nah, this is not productive. Mm. If I wanted it's to like be not, pro- yeah, if I wanted to be not productive, I'll smoke some OG Kush right. or some shit. <laughs> right, right, exactly. But that ain't yeah. that ain't what I want. You know what I'm saying? I, shit, I don't even like reefer like that. You know what I'm saying? So, but. Reefer. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> so, but, but you know, in that time, it was like, shit, I, I want to go to sleep like a real sleep sleep. And right. the, the, melon, the CBD melatonin joints worked out pretty good. What's up? Yeah, sweet dreams. I think they were called. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <clears throat> that's what's up. Yeah, I gotta remember that. I totally be forgetting that I got that on deck. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's also just training yourself too, because it's I, you know I think there's a part of me that's like, if I don't feel automatically tired, see, there's this thing about you know you gotta, you know you kind of gotta idle to sleep. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to let yourself just kind of um, power down in a sense. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you need to just get rid of all of the stimulation 
And that's where the problem ends. Because if I'm like, if my eyes are open, I'm like, well, shit. If my eyes is open. Let me let me look at something, you know, <laughs> rather than just looking at this ceiling and just, you know. But that's really what it is for me. It's like, mm-hmm. all right, let me commit to the power down, you know, right. and not be not be restless about the power down. I'm just, you know, it's kind of like meditation, you mm-hmm. know, like when you, you meditate, like really commit to that shit, commit to X amount of minutes or however long that you've, you know, you set out to do, you know, don't just be like, all right, well, that shit was quiet enough. Let me get my <laughs> ass up. Sound, sound like you need, like you um need to use that that new shit they got on these damn iPhones. What is that with the Calm so, app? Or yeah, but not like like you know like the sleep app inside the phone. It go with your clock or whatever, and and um you know you set it for the amount of sleep you want to get, average, and you know what mm. saying? start shutting your phone down and all that shit during that during that time. Uh, I tried it. I tried it for a couple of days, but that shit died. I don't know how to work it because that shit was had me sleeping during the day, nigga. I, I'm missing calls <laughs> and shit. Like, nigga, <laughs> the fuck is going on? Uh, 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 <laughs> she tried to sabotage me. <laughs> <laughs> shit, nigga, what? The, I thought you was supposed to be from this time to that time. Like, what is you doing? Shit is a conspiracy, nigga. Hacked your shit, tried to ruin your life. Yeah. Oh man. So I, had, I had to. I had to disengage with that shit. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes that iPhone shit give you shit that you don't really want to hear, but I guess it's it's good for you. There was one time they were like, "Yo, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, yeah, yeah, headphones is too loud. You know, you playing yourself right now. This is about three days in a row. Your headphones have been way too loud, and this decibel shit could fuck your whole thing." And I was like, "Ah, that sh- that sh- I ain't gonna lie, that shook me." I was oh, like, "Let me oh, relax." No, you got yeah, to go. Me- <laughs> Turn this shit down. And they hit you with the, yeah, your decibel's been pretty good for the last month. You know, or they hit you with your screen time. They're like, yeah, your screen time was up 30%, man. What's going on? Ah, I'm wilding, looking at dumb shit. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, they put Maya Angelou on the quarter. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Some would say, how, how the hell that happened quicker than the... Um Harriet Tubman. Harriet Tubman on the twenty. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, give us a quarter <laughs> and a change shortage year. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. What's up with the twenty? <laughs> right. I'm trying to make you forget. Yeah. Put it just on the back of the twenty. Give her the full. I mean, on at the back of the twenty. The back of the quarter. Give mm-hmm. her the full quarter. Make it a my so on the front quarter. It's still. Who is that? Washington. Is that Washington uh, with the ponytail? Uh, Who's that on the front of the quarter? The nigga uh, on the quarter. Yeah, quarter man. But, uh, yeah, they got her in the back. It kind of looked like her. Ain't no photo that you really know from her. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, it looked like a, like a artist's interpret, interpretation. <laughs> yeah, it's not the Maya you know. Yeah. ain't Big Mama Maya. That shit look like nah. uh-uh. <laughs> Statue of Liberty interpretation. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, it definitely like they photoshopped her head on something <laughs> You know what I'm saying? They, they really took some liberties with Maya on that one, but shout out to Maya. In the, I mean, obviously she's gone, but you know the estate. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, that's, I mean that's, that's a huge, though. That's a great look. I'm going to try to get a couple. Yeah. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, she had a very colorful life. Well, mm-hmm. that. 
But that damn show don't look like him. Nah. Nah. And it's a side profile, too. Like, it's, you know, it's funny how they how they really be cutting it short a little bit. But, hey, it's a start. <laughs> I guess that's... that's. I don't know if Maya was ever shaped like that. I don't think that... Again, I told you, I think they might have Photoshopped. I don't know if that's Maya at all. That shit like a, a figure skater. <laughs> Some shit. It's a fucking collage. But, you know, I guess because she was a poet, they figured they could take poetic license. No doubt. And it's like, you know what? Let's let's just have fun with this shit. Anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Looking at it. Yeah. It's, it's crazy because on on the, the little... Uh, What's, what was this? I guess these are like just little like pre-sketches or something. I guess what it was going to look like. This is from May 9th, 2021. It said that uh-huh. the poet Maya Angelou and the astronaut Sally Ride was going to be on the quarters, on a series of quarters. But right. the picture they used of Maya Angelou on this is like her. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Got I'm a hair up. wrap on. You know what I'm saying? She like looked like her. It looked like Maya Angelou. Right. The shit they came with, that wasn't it. But that shit don't. Yeah. You know, we'll take it. We'll take the. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the hair don't even look like her. None of that shit look like Maya. Yo, I don't know. Maybe they gotta. I gotta see the photo they use. Maybe there is a photo I'm not. I'm not familiar with. You know what I'm saying? Maybe this is an early EPK. But uh, <laughs> shout out to Maya Angelou. Either way, uh, rest in peace, Sidney Portier. You know, yeah, yeah. He's the classiest man in Hollywood. I was just, I was just saying that to some people. I was like, you know, you know, I've seen a few of his movies. Obviously, some of the later ones, but it was just more like just how he, how dignified he was, how he handled right. himself. He made, he made me want to be more dig, made me want to pull my pants up and stop acting like a nigger. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like a class. The beauty of it though, you never heard him say no shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Nah, he, he, he didn't ain't need never to. said yeah. you gotta be about you ain't gotta be like me. He ain't like you right. gotta be like me. You gotta be more dignified. Pull your pants up, shorty. What's wrong with right. you? You ain't mm-hmm. never hear him say no shit like that. Yeah. He just, Which made it even better. Right. Yeah, he did he it by example. Right. Right. Nah, yeah, no, but um, Type of nigga make you want to wear a tux to lunch, nigga. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on a Tuesday. It's on, on a Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon. Tuxedo. Right. There was uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus, who's you know Elaine from Seinfeld. She had a memory. She said, "I forget where they were. I think they were in Paris or something." She was with her mom. Mm-hmm. She was young, maybe five or something like that. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, this was the day that the there was the moon landing. Mm-hmm. So she was at the hotel with her moms and, you know, everybody went outside to, like, look at the moon, you know, after they watched the shit on the on TV or whatever, just to look at the moon just in real life to see it. And as they were going back into the lobby, Stu came through, had a white tuxedo on, or he had a tuxedo on, and he just gave every woman in the lobby... A white rose, mm-hmm. and you know she was like, "Wow, that was kind of nice." And then Julia Roberts' mom—I mean Julia Louis Dreyfus's mom—was like, "That's no ordinary man. That's Sidney Poitier." <laughs> I was like, "That's some that's some legacy shit." Like that's exactly what you're talking about. Just who just got white roses in the tuck like that? 
Like, you know what? Let me go ahead and hand these, hand these out to these women here. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know what I'm saying? I bet all the other actors be sitting off to the side. Look at this nigga. Always <laughs> coming in here shit. with this bullshit. You see the mm-hmm. nigga coming here with these roses and shit. Had a carry on with nothing but roses. Nigga, everybody friend. see your black ass, nigga. The hell you coming <laughs> in roses for, nigga? <laughs> Trying to make oh, us look shit. bad. That <laughs> ah, shit. Bolstered that mythology. But, uh, yeah, man. <laughs> And then, obviously, the best part, what, I mean, I, you know, his, to me, uh, my favorite part of his montage, obviously, is deeper than that, but that one clip where he slapped the shit out of that white dude, <laughs> that, sh- that shit make me want to throw the, the black fist in the air every time I see that shit on the reel. Like, that shit is amazing with the, with the real measured, measured, but, you know, there's some anger, which mm-hmm. is... Uh, which is a level of anger, black anger that isn't explored enough. And I don't know if it's dying, you know, because there's the full-on wild-out anger. You know what I'm saying? But that, look, man, I'm an upstanding general. You know, I'm an upstanding gentleman. I don't really want to get out of character, mm-hmm. but I'm about to go across your face with, you know what I mean, with this whole back of my hand and I'm not really going to raise my voice too much. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be a stern, hard straightening. You know what I mean? But um, <laughs> it's not, it's the, it, it might not, outside of the, the, the sound of my hand, you know, fucking tearing into the side of your face, nobody really going to hear nothing. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to put the, the slap is going to be violent, but my, my vocals going to be on silent. Like that is <laughs> that shit right there is there is an art to that, and I don't know if we see enough of that. That that's that's a tuxedo slap. Yeah, that shit. Yeah, man, I but, like that shit. Go ahead. That, but but that puts you in a in a very difficult position to be the slappy. Because first of oh, all, mm-hmm. you just got slapped by a nigga in a tux with a with a thing full of roses. You know what I'm saying? And luggage full of roses. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 Like, so now you're thinking, I'm going to whoop this motherfucker ass, right? You was thinking right. that before before you got slapped. But after yeah. you get slapped, you like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, what this motherfucker know that I don't know? You know what I'm yeah. saying? This nigga chose right. violence in a tux. Mm-hmm. Smooth violence, too. Smooth. I'm yeah. ready. I'm, I got on some dickies, and I'm ready for it, but am I, I don't know what, 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 what else <laughs> this nigga prepared to do. You know yeah, what got, I'm saying? Got me out of sorts. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now you're thinking too much. You definitely gonna get your ass whooped. So you got to oh. bow out. Cause you're yeah. you're thinking too much. It right. puts you in right. a in a in a difficult position as a as a, you know, somebody who's wanna choose a, a fist fight. You know, right. it's the psychology throws you off. Right. You know? And then that's a testimony to itself, right? That that complements the the Julie Louis Dreyfus uh story. It's like on that same night when he was handing out uh, white roses to the women in the room, uh, uh, Mr. Portier quietly slapped the shit out of me by the, by the fucking elevators. And uh, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to respond because uh, the, the, the way he did it, the shit, yeah, the shit had me out of sorts. I didn't know what else to expect. That motherfucker right. was so efficient with that assault. Right. I knew he had more in store. 
because oh, you know man. people people are used to you know certain tropes when it comes to you know a street fight yeah. or a street right. altercation. It's like uh-huh. you know it's this video going around on on Instagram of pro boxer fights gangbanger, right? Oh, uh, I saw that yeah. in the casino, yeah. right? And so you know the the boxer dude. He kind of he tries to warn him. He was like, "Man, I'm I'm about to embarrass you, man. You might want to chill." You know what I'm saying? Right. But the game banger, if he would have had a tuxedo on, the game banger probably would have backed down and kept it on moving. You know what I'm saying? Right. But you know, he was regular. He, he game banger went to his typical trope, like he gonna throw up his signs, holla out his yeah. set. He ready. Yeah. And then my man put them boop, boop, that one two on him, and it was over. And he was yeah. sleep. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then the uh, boxer promoted his social media, which was hilarious. I didn't catch that part. Oh man! I told you, I told you this was going to happen. Listen, y'all can follow me at something such and such and such. You know what I mean? Larry got them hands, but right. something like that. What else was funny about that too is security just kind of stepped out the way and said, "I, right, if you think you could do it efficiently, go ahead and get you. I'll get right. you get one off." Yeah, go ahead and get this over with so we can get this mm-hmm. get you on off the floor. Right, right. So we don't catch COVID. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what kind of casino that was. It was definitely wasn't one of the big Vegas strip ones. No. Nah, they yeah, would have been yeah. hauling your ass out by your by your <laughs> yeah. britches, as they would say. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> you know we'll let them get that one off. Yeah. Go ahead, bro. The, look like they had side bet going on. One of the uh, one of the one of the most the ones I like be like an old school boxer. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. he ain't active no more. He, he ain't in shape. You know what I'm saying? He got on a suit. You ever seen the one dude had on a suit, had on a pink suit going into the oh, gas yeah. station store? Yeah. And, um, yeah. A few and, years know, some, ago. Yeah, somebody was fucking with him. And the first warning you should get when somebody call a nigga champ, that should be your right. first warning to be like, you know what? Let me back down off of this, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. Because right. even an old champ, muscle memory is going to mm-hmm. fuck you up because you ain't prepared. You ain't had no fight in years. You know what I'm saying? Not never, no real had one. A, <laughs> never had a shot at the title. Right. Never in your life. Yeah. Like, And any fight that you've been in didn't last more than 35 seconds. So right. you not ready for any nigga that's called champ. You know what I'm saying? In no regard. I'm talking about from Golden Gloves to, you know what I'm saying? Right. Any nigga that, that has trained in boxing that made it to a level of pro, you sh- mm-hmm. should leave him alone, man. As soon as you see a nigga get in the stance, you should know that, oh, this ain't this ain't what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? As soon as a nigga hit the perfect stance, nigga, and got his guard right and his hips right, <laughs> nah. <laughs> you know what? And the beauty that kind of gets fast forwarded past due to ego and adrenaline is more often than not the champ or the cat, you know, the pro boxer or whomever, mm-hmm. the cat that that is nice. They give you the opportunity to go right. the other way. You know, like right. the Bruce Lee's of it all. Like they right. give you the chance to say, I, right, you know, but motherfuckers, they too caught up. Right. And then now I got to make an example. I tried to tell you. <laughs> oh Lord! Yeah, man. Well, I muted that cough on. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, you might have caught it. Yeah, I caught yeah. it. COVID is that yeah. you? 
Shit crazy shit. out here, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, shit, shit is wild. Shit is wild. Shit is yeah. Who's that peeping out my window? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, dog. What else? What's going on? What else is going on with you, man? Hey man, did you did you I got a uh I got to see a, a sneak peek screener of the uh the Bel Air joint? The full episode or just yeah, the trailer? Yeah, the full, ep- full episode. I saw the full episode. Okay. What did you think? My man, I enjoyed it. Really? I, yeah. I think I think the people giving the trailer a hard time because it's serious, but if, if they saw the original one, that's what it was. You know what I mean? The original one was serious. It's, I think the genius of it is taking something that was so lighthearted and adapting it to a drama, you know? And I think right. like once it hit and then the comment gallery gets to it, you know what I'm saying? Some people just be chiming in based off of what the person on top of them said. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought this was supposed to be a comedy. Nobody said it was supposed to be a comedy. But how the, the trip part is how serious it really gets. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, this shit, this niggas took this straight drama. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And And, you know, again... We see a lot of things in media, you know what I'm saying? And very rarely do we get to see, you know, our culture highlighted in a drama. You know what I'm saying? We get comedies. We get rom-coms. You know what I'm saying? We get some drama, but, you know what I'm saying, it's highlighted with a, you know, you got to have a white co-star or some shit. But to see something we grew up on, something that was lighthearted in hip-hop, that created a Will Smith in the in the acting space, kind of converted into something that's more serious. And but it's the same story. It just it goes to show how deep storytelling can be. You know what I'm saying? How much range you can do with stories. You take that one story and and make it something totally different out of the same material. I liked it. I enjoyed it. You know what I'm saying? It, you know, it was, you know, of course, I got my own little, I wait till everybody see it to bring out my own little, you know, <laughs> with what, the whatever. Vomit lens. Whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know what I'm saying? I enjoyed it. <laughs> you know what I right, mean? Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, you saw the trailer? I saw the trailer. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't, um, I didn't really comment on it publicly mm-hmm. or no shit like that, but, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't think I was, Led by anything that I saw, because I think I saw the trailer kind of. Actually, the tweet that I saw that had the trailer, it was like it was uh, singing its praises, like "I'm ready," you know, one of those mm-hmm. type quote tweets. Mm-hmm. I watched the uh, the trailer. My first thought was kind of like, "This feels unnecessary," you know. Um, but I didn't want to be a hater. <laughs> I'm saying, but this is this is just how I felt in my heart. I was you like, said it felt unnecessary. Which it mean felt unnecessary. It. Just kind of like, let that shit. I get it. I I guess I get it. I I could understand it. Just this, and that was how I felt. Like that was just the first thought that I had. Like something about this feels unnecessary. Like I understand creative license. We just talked about it with the Maya quarter. You know what I'm saying? I understand the whole, you know. 
I don't even understand, but I'm I'm cool with, you know, the ability to kind of flip, turn something on its head, right? Like, um, mm-hmm. even back when we talked about um, Get Out, you know, it was just kind of how they used certain horror tropes, but they applied it to, like, racism and things. Like, it was like, it was like flipping a sample, right? So it's like, to take something that was so lighthearted and neon and bright, you mm-hmm. know, and turn it into some drama. All right. Okay. Interesting. As I watched the trailer in the beginning, it felt okay. The drama seemed okay. And then like it got to like to the Bel Air portion of it and it brought it like to the white side of it, which I guess is Bel Air. It started to feel a little soap opera-esque. It started to feel a little bit 90210-ish. Just mm-hmm. in the trailer to me. Right. Like, again, like, I want right. to see the whole episode because that was my thing when I was talking to a friend of mine. I was like, I don't know. They were like, well, I'm open to seeing it. I said, look, if they, if the tone of the drama, if they commit to the drama, they treat the drama like real drama and it's not mm-hmm. some soap opera shit, then maybe I'll appreciate it. Like, if they really... Go as hard in the drama lane as they went in the comedy lane, mm-hmm. then okay, I'm with it. But if it's some like watered down bullshit, some Aaron Spelling type shit, I'm cool. Nah, so I'm here to tell okay. you, it ain't no Aaron Spelling shit. Okay, uh, you know well, that's good to and, know. And see, see the hear. thing is, I had never seen the trailer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got the link and went straight to it, so I didn't have anything to. I ain't had no got expectations. It. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, ain't, I ain't, you know, the guy, the, the lead characters knew, like, you know what I mean? I had no expectations on what it was going to be. And it surprised me. You know, it, it it went places that I didn't think that it would go. You know what I'm saying? It went harder than I thought it, you know what I mean? I'm like, damn, these niggas, this shit, that, whoo. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? You know how, like, some characters are lovable in the original you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And these, you like, this nigga might be dangerous. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I saw a little bit of that with, like, the Carlton. It looked like Carlton might have had a little darkness in him. Well, um, Carl- yeah, Carlton definitely got that on him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, it, I ain't going to spoil it for everybody. But, yeah, yeah Carlton yeah, yeah. got his thing going on. It's, it's, it's a different scenario. You know what I'm saying? All of it's different. And the, the tone is different. And um, I think... You know, it brings in current themes very, very well. You know what I mean? I think they went a little too hard with the with the Philly music. Like, Meek Mill was the whole soundtrack. And I'm not sure if that's mm. final. I don't think. Because the one I watched, it wasn't final. It still okay. had, like, you know, such and such is supposed to go here. Never mind this. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Never mind this part. Keep, you know right. what I mean? Right. <laughs> so, um, but the... It's definitely not silly. It's definitely not. Um, uh, I think it, it goes more in the the euphoria style of drama more than the uh, all American drama. You know what I'm saying? Okay, good, good. Yeah, good. yeah. So it, it's more. It, it's going. And you know, I haven't seen Euphoria, and I've heard a lot of good things about this uh, season premiere. So I'm not yeah. gonna sit here and compare it to that. I'm just saying it leans more in a darker direction than it does uh, like a smoothed out All-American. And I like All-American. You know what I'm saying? I thought All-American did a good job with the 90210 format. 
you know. Um, yeah. But nah, this ain't that. <laughs> this all ain't right. that. Yeah. For the record, I'm not mad at all. Of my, I never, I never really got that far into it. But what I saw, it was cool. And I'm not mad at the tone of All American. The reason I said, and it, it, the reason I said what I said about the Fresh Prince is, mm-hmm. it's already something that's existed. So, like, it's like it's like when somebody fucks with a sample. Mm-hmm. You know, you sample a real popular record, but you don't flip the sample in a way that, like, you just like, ah, oh, that's how you flipped it. That shit was corny. You could have left that alone. That's what I got from the trailer, but from what you're telling me, all right, bet. Nah, I'm going nah, to check they it flip, out. They flipped the sample. It's like you might have, it's like Puff Daddy taking the sample and then Premier had the same sample. And it, got you it. know what I'm saying? It's going to, Premier shit going to be a lot more gritty, a lot more darker. You know what I'm saying? Not saying that this is gritty per se, because there's a lot mm-hmm. of flashy looking stuff, but mm-hmm. the, the storyline is dark. Everybody dark skinned too. Yeah, which is they flip that whole light skin, dark skin, unveil shit on his head. And Viv the whole shit, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Which I, I like again. I think if you if they did it, if they kept it neon and they kept it, you know, saying light, I I would agree with you. It's no need to do it. You know what I'm saying? I think because the guy who did the original trailer, like out of the blue, just on social media. That shit came out like it was just an interesting thing to do. It's like fl- they really flipped the sample. It's like, damn, this shit. This shit is like. Right. You, do you remember that original one that came out probably two years ago? On the trailer. Media? Yeah. Kinda, but I don't. I mean, I remember it floating around, and it was. I felt like that one was a little bit more. Um, because I guess because maybe it was shorter, but mm-hmm. um, that one kind of made me want to see it, or made me a little bit more curious than this most recent one. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Like yeah, I told you. That one was a little more vague. It was just, you know, top line. Got is, it. But so, you know, this one, of course, is more way more specific because it's real now. But right. I think, um, one, that's a huge win for the guy who created the, the concept. You know what I mean? To put it out to actually get the response it got, to get Will Smith on board to produce this shit, that's a huge win just from a creator standpoint. Right. Um, but besides that, I, I just think they, they took the concept, flipped it, and said, you know what, if we're going to do it, let's do it in another kind of way, you know? Let's do it, you know what I mean? It ain't, it ain't humble like the show. That shit, is, that shit is, is different. When's it supposed to come out, and where is it? Um, February thirteenth, uh, I think. Is it on regular TV or is it on cable? Um, I don't know. I think it's. I mean, the the thing I saw said the Peacock, so it might be streamer. Oh, it's on Peacock. Okay, all right, but, 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 but. interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I still haven't gotten over to Peacock yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, some of them streaming services I ain't really jumped all the way. Um, it's, hard. But, it's hard to jump on everything, man, when you got all these other bills. <laughs> yeah, nah, that shit's ridiculous. It's a lot of good shit around, too, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to fuck with, with the shit that I got. I still got a list that I ain't get to. But uh, I'll check it out. I'm going I'm to, you know, I'm going to see what's what. I'm going to give it a shot, you know, see mm-hmm. what it is. 
I still got to watch the Black Wonder years, too. I've been waiting for it to pile up. I think it's like now. I think the whole season is going through. So I guess I could just binge that shit. But I've been waiting to see that, too. Um, I was a little bit more excited about that, though. I was um, just because that's just a total flip. You know what I mean? I liked the Wonder Years in the first place. So I was just curious to see what their take was going to be on that. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I don't find myself watching... Fresh Prince reruns like I used to. And mm-hmm. it's funny because there's like this, there's been a conversation about Martin versus Fresh Prince, mm-hmm. which one holds up better, you know? And I've seen a lot of people say Fresh Prince holds up better because the storylines are a little bit more like, uh, I guess, you know, enduring or whatever, or just a little bit more focused. It's not just about just watching Martin wild out. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really watch either one of them, but I, I guess, you know, if I catch an episode, I probably could watch a Martin episode more than I could watch a Fresh Prince episode just because Martin just be going all the way there, and it's mm-hmm. ridiculous, you know what I'm saying? Like, so you could kind of just catch a, a scene or two and get mm-hmm. your fix and then kind of keep it moving. The Fresh Prince, yeah, you you watching the entire episode through or whatever, I haven't watched them in a minute, but, um, you know. Well, I'll say this. <clears throat> um, you know, I don't be, I don't sit down and watch a whole bunch of that shit. No way. But if I am going to pull something up, mm-hmm. I've, I've pulled up Martin quite a few times. Shit, I pulled up Martin maybe two, three days ago. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Uh, I was somewhere. I forget where I was at, and it was kind of like niggas just wanted something on the TV. You know, mm-hmm. I just put the Martin on, you know what I'm saying? Because that shit, it just has so much, so many cultural touch points in every single mm-hmm. episode that, to me, is still relevant because it was like real stuff. It wasn't like, you know, a made-up scenario, even though the scenario was made up. It, but they were touching on, like, real cultural points. You know, they was wearing mm-hmm. the real shit that niggas was wearing. You know what I'm right. saying? Martin was going all all of all the way there with his comedy, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's still to me it, it still hold up because I was there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and I knew what it meant for Martin to come on. It meant you like I was outside, outside, and yeah, I wasn't sitting around watching TV. But somehow you gonna make it in front of a TV when Martin come mm-hmm. on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shit, you gonna make it to a TV you know, for that thirty minutes. Everybody locked in because even outside, like outside, almost shut down during Martin time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, shit, we're going to go after Martin. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know if Martin get enough props. I think, you know, I think he gets his props. I think if you were there, you fuck with it. But I don't know if he gets pulled into that conversation enough. Because like you said, like Martin was consistently finding the show. But, like, his Def Jam run was bananas. Mm -hmm. Like, it was appointment television. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, even more so than Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince was cool if you watch TV. Right. But Martin, motherfuckers was going to talk about that shit the next day, whether what he said on Def Comedy Jam or what he did on the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Nah, I I totally agree with that. So when you know that kind of shit, you know it. Like, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I never made an appointment to see 
Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. It's Be- Fresh Prince of Bel-Air that come on. I'm like, I never even, I, I never knew that happened on this show. <laughs> you know what right. I'm saying? So, with like you said, Def Comedy Jam era, like, he made that era. Like, he the one made that shit what it was. Mm-hmm. You know? It was a lot of funny niggas that came on that stage, but he, he set the tone. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He won't yeah. have people rolling out their seats before the comedian came on. Yeah. Yeah. He he kind of like that era of 90s you know black content getting his getting his legs. Like he kicked a lot of those doors open on the on the TV comedy side of things. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like you say between Deaf Comedy Jam, Martin, his fucking stand-ups. You know, mm-hmm. touring around. Like, he was the shit. Yeah. Nah, he was the fire. He was all fire. <laughs> shit. I mean, even, um, I didn't realize that, you know, he wrote, directed, and obviously starred in Thin Line Between Love and Hate. Right. He said he probably never do that shit because shit almost killed him. Right. But, like, just that. Like, he, he said, you know, the story about that shit was like, he was like, um, somehow I forgot him and Bobby Brown had crossed paths. And he was like, yo, I got something for you. I'm writing some shit for you. Just be around in like six months. Trust me. I got some shit. It just just threw him in the movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just, it's just, yeah, he was, he was definitely moving the needle all the way there. And then he kind of, you know, he stepped away. He had his, you know, a couple things happen or whatever. But he kind of faded out for a bit, you know, to raise his family, to fall back. You know what I'm saying? He kind of. Talks about he had a lot of, like, anxiety and shit like that. But, like, Mm -hmm. I think on a certain level, like, due to that fallback, people forgot about him. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because after that, kind of, like, the Chris Rock era came and then maybe the Chappelle era after that. But, like, yeah, sometimes people don't bring his name up enough. You know? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's, uh, yeah. Well, well, you know, he, you know, his comeback wasn't the same as, you know, as his era, you know what I mean? When he came mm-hmm. back, it was, you know, like, you know, it's like watching a player come back after a few years and they step is a little slow, you know what I'm yeah. saying? The new shit done came out, niggas is a whole lot faster and pushing the edge. He, you know, he just wasn't doing those things the way he was doing. He was, you know, he had gained weight. So, mm-hmm. you know, which is all understandable shit in life, but he wasn't the youthful Martin that you knew, you know what I'm saying? Like forever young, you know. He won that. Right. Yeah. Nah, and it was I guess cuz it was striking that it wasn't that, but at the same time, but I I agree with that point, but at the same time it's interesting because that happened with Martin whereas and maybe he didn't go away as um starkly as Martin did, but like Anytime Eddie came back, Eddie came back in stride. And Eddie came back older. It was like how how Jordan went from the dunk to the fadeaway. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, Eddie came back, you know, with Martin doing life. Well, he came back mm-hmm. in Dreamgirls and killing that role. You know what I'm saying? Right. Eddie came back with Dolomite. Like, he's but, his, his rebound game is better. Like, he's, you know, because he'll go away. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? He'll go away, but I, I don't know. I think also, I think the anticipation, I think the mythology of Eddie is just, you know, he's he's up there with Pryor. Like, right. he's, you know, he's he's close. And then there's the whole mythology of, 
all of these up and coming comedians, you know, when people in the industry going to his house and going mm-hmm. to the parties or whatever. Yo, first time I went to Eddie Murphy house. So you would hear about Eddie entertaining everybody, even if he wasn't on the screen. Mm-hmm. So when he came back, everybody was like, here come Eddie. You know what I'm saying? And maybe it wasn't the same type of reception that Martin got. Well, and know? then Martin had a little stigma attached to him, you know what I'm saying, because of how he kind of went out, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. You know, you know, you go go out, you know what I'm saying, running down the street naked with the gun, you know what I mean, it's a little different, you know what I mean, than taking a self, self, you know, self-care hiatus, you know. It's like yeah. people are like, well, what, 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 what happened? You know what I'm saying? Just like with Chappelle, he had to deal with, well, what, what happened? But we had no video proof of him wilding out and tripping out, you know what I mean? So, yeah. so to see... You know what I'm saying? Martin, it, it, it is attached to the stigma of mental health issues, too. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. like yeah. when people feel like you got, you know what I'm saying, a, a, some type of issue, they, they kind of step back and be more like, mm, I don't know, that nigga might be tripping. So I think he probably he carried more of that with him, with his comebacks, than, you know, uh, Eddie Murphy. You know what I'm saying? Like Eddie Murphy's little stuff happened while he was super hot and way on top and then kind of they was able to brush that shit under the rug. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. <clears throat> but again, he wasn't in the era of, you know, videotape. So Right. You know, then you know so then you know what I'm saying, yeah. when you when you come back, you already looking for it like when you when you see Martin, it's like, all right, is he all right? He good? You know what I'm saying? And then when you see him moving a little slower, you're like, oh, Lord, he must be on his meds. You know what I'm saying? You're thinking too much. You know what I'm saying? You're thinking right. too much. It's like, you know, like Kanye was able to come back from from that type of stigma. But in the while he was going through it, it was like, oh, this nigga, he all right? You know what I'm saying? He off his meds today. He tripping. But he, yeah. he just was able to keep doing shit, doing enough shit, throwing you off and you know what I'm saying? I'm over here with Trump. I'm over here. And then I'm over here. I'm still putting out these shoes. Nigga. Like, his stuff never went away. His product never went away, you know? Mm. So he was able to maintain his fans while he was on his comeback campaign. Mm. Yeah. You know? Then he went to, went to gospel on y'all ass. You know, that's how he was going to get the black folks back. And seemed to be mm-hmm. working. <laughs> and sneakers. Um, but you know, it's interesting too, and as you say that whole thing about, uh, I mean, obviously the mental health with the, the episode with him running down the thing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, one of his specials is called you so crazy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of interesting. I never really kind of put that two and two together, obviously all of the other stuff, but just in that moment, I was just thinking about just how things kind of line up or whatever. But that's but, like, uh, that you so crazy? Like, that was one of the things I was about to say about his movement when he was on it. He, like, he put so many phrases in the cultural lexicon. You know what I'm saying? Like, you so crazy. That's my that's my motherfucker. He, like, had a, he had a, you could speak a whole uh-huh. Martin language, dog, and be cool. You know what I'm uh-huh. saying? And people know Talk exactly what. Hand. Yeah, people Ricky know. Lake took that. Yeah. yeah, people know exactly the vibe you coming from when you come with the Martin language. Yeah. Don't nah, talk to he, the hand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, he was, he, he was, he built an entire universe. Right. He built an entire universe. Like it was crazy, and it's like, that's why I'm saying, 
I think it's starting to kind of, you know, there ain't full erasure, but I think that he could get more flowers. You know, mm-hmm. like I think that, um, and maybe it would take a project. Maybe it take a project. He had a, you know, he had a, this couple interviews. You know, when you hear him speak at length, it's just always interesting because he he he's kind of transparent about certain things. You know, so it's just like it adds more context to the disappearance, you know, and then he still seems to be, you know, like I would like I wouldn't mind seeing him as something else. Like, I know mm-hmm. we've seen him in the Bad Boys, the Bad Boys 3 situation, mm-hmm. but like just something else just to, you know, but he seemed like he comfortable pulling back, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like and which is fine, you know, uh, I'm always a fan. And, but, uh, and bad boys, yeah. you know, will it probably was a safe, a safe space for him. You know what I'm saying? Even the right. way they wrote the script, they wrote with him being, you know what I'm saying? They wrote his current scenario into consideration. You know what I'm mean? saying? Mm-hmm. Being a little old, uh, about to retire, you ain't, you know what I mean? Running and doing all that shit like he used to. Mm-hmm. You didn't gain some weight. You got grandbabies. You know what I mean? They wrote it with his scenario in mind, and. You know, that was safe. Probably, you know, got him some millions and, you know, go back. He might not want to be dealing with all these producers and studios and all that shit. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, And I salute to that, man. But, you know, not to get on my Nori shit with the flowers, but, like, in the same line, I was thinking about, uh, I don't want to make it sound too morbid uh, or I, you know, I was thinking about Lil Wayne, right? Mm-hmm. And Lil Wayne is amazing. You know, he's he's arguably up there in the GOAT conversation for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I don't know if he gets the credit that he deserves. Like, I don't, you know, he's kind of falling back a little bit. Even now, over this last year, he's kind of come back and he's been... Mm-hmm you know, reminding motherfuckers how nice he is. Because I think, I call him like the king of the couplet. Like, just some of the little quick shit that he says, his little similes, his metaphor, like the shit that he says. I don't think nobody do that shit like him. You know, like just the wildest thoughts. Yeah, but like his, the shits be so off the wall, but like just, so on point, like, how the fuck did you get to that? You know? Um, <laughs> but sometimes I feel like since his style is so different in a way of, like, you know, like, this is, I've been on some shit recently, last couple of weeks, you know, because Hove came out and he was like, you know, nobody could really fuck with him in a versus, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a fucking Jay-Z fan. I fuck with him. Uh... But there's a couple people I think could give him a run. Being that versus is only 20 records. Mm-hmm. It's 20 versus 20. This shit is like chess. You know what I'm saying? It, it depends on the context. It depends on what's played. You know, it could happen. And you know, a lot of people talk about Drake and Kanye as probably the only people. And uh, I could see... Yay more than Drake, you know, just because I think there's way more range in what Kanye has catalog-wise than what Drake has catalog-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, 
even though Drake is kind of killing shit he's on, not kind of, he's killing shit he's on top, he's had a crazy run, I do think that it's a formula. Like, he don't really stray too far. He don't always, nah, I won't say he don't take chances, because he does. He'll fuck with different, different soundscapes and shit like that. And maybe, let me not delve too deep into that, that argument. But I'd put Wayne on there too. You know what I mean? And like, because his shit is so all over, obviously he got the, the hits, and I'm not even a super big fan of some of the hits. The hits are kind of so like uh, pointedly trying to go for radio. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But then he got so many little mixtape runs, and then I guess maybe just from being in New Orleans for those little couple days, and they was playing just just like mixtape B-side shit that mm-hmm. was rocking in there that you just forget sometimes. And obviously it's a generational thing, but like you could forget sometimes the impact certain people have in that same line. I'm not, I'm not, we're going to run back to Wayne real fast, but in that same spirit, I was just listening to a bunch of Nas shit earlier today when I was moving my car, just sitting in the car, just going through like a bunch of his B sides. Mm -hmm. And you know, like he had been saddled with the, uh, (laughs) <laughs> with the stigma of not being able to pick good beats. You know what I'm saying? Like, that that really hurt him. That shit hurt him. Because one of the things with Nas was Nas was so still, but Nas was so ill that his music was so in demand that he was frequently bootlegged, right? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't uncommon for a full, damn near full Nas album to be bootlegged and leaked months before the album was ready to come out and it'll be way different beats on there shit that couldn't get cleared or wasn't going to get cleared or whatever and then you find yourself liking the bootleg better than the one that was officially released mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and then i think that's what kind of started that whole you know that disappointment led to he picking the wrong beats you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying like i don't know where that first start but that stuck mm-hmm. and you know, like, just like, if we're talking about verses, we're talking about Hove, like, Hove got all of the go-tos, and obviously them go-tos are stupid, right? And mm-hmm. some of them age better than others, but the go-tos are like, you know, the, the, the hits are the hits. But also what makes Hove so ill is the B-sides, the shits that, you know, you don't always hear a lot. You're like, damn, this shit's crazy. But I was digging into some Nas B-side shit. And you just forget, like, that that fucking stigma really hit him a little bit to where it kind of, it kind of stained his, you know, he's a GOAT. Everybody know his, his jersey's in the rafters. Mm-hmm. But there's, like, that little bit of stigma on him to where it's almost like, not that he, I don't think he um, submits to it. You know what I'm saying? But for a while, there's this feeling like if you listen to a Nas record, there's the kind of like, let me see where he go here. Let me see if he still got like that. You know what I mean? Like there's that that moment of, hmm, you know what I mean? Like where's if Jay drops some shit, it's almost it's almost on him to lose you. You know how they say this is your job to lose? You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, he gonna get the benefit of the doubt. That's Hove. Right. You know what I mean? Like, his his mythology is 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 leveraged in a way to where, like, 
Motherfuckers is excited. Oh, he about to kill him. You know what I mean? And then you could get through it and you'd be like, ah, it was all right. Or, nah, he killed him. Or whatever. Where it's like, nah, it's like, I hope he don't fuck this one up. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and I don't know. You know, that's just kind of what I've been seeing. I don't, it's my own, fuck it. That's my own opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but listening back, I was listening to just a bunch of just, you know, B-side shit, live nigga rap, you the man, um, undying love. Even Dr. Knockboot, which I remember I was like, oh, this shit, he really trying to get on some radio shit. But even when Nas get on his, it's funny, some of the shit that, because the thing is with him is like he was so, like there was so much um, nobility added to him. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like how Kendrick is a, there's like this, purest type of expectation mm-hmm. when they put out shit. So when they get silly or they go left, sometimes it could kind of make you scratch your head. Mm-hmm. But some of that left shit ages well for whatever reason. Maybe because it's just so offbeat, whether it's Dr. Knock Boot, maybe it's Uchi Wally, you know what I'm saying? Or like just little weird ass records or what's the shit um, with Genuine? Um, Shorty, you know, yeah, say, well, say you what you like. Eyes. Yeah, 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 like <laughs> all of that. <laughs> yeah, you, oh, you like, you like, oh, nah, you know what I'm saying? But like, it's one of those. It was one of those things where I like. Maybe it's because I was so hard on him as a as a critic. You know what I mean? Like just mm-hmm. judging this shit because expecting it to be not super serious, but like that real shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when something when it gets a little. It gets a little saccharine. He'll get a he'll get hit harder than it when Jay do sunshine. You know what I'm saying? Even though that sunshine kind of hit Jay kind of hard too, but he had a little bit more latitude nah, than not. Sunshine did. on the B side of sunshine with streets is watching. So right, I knew that firsthand because I played sunshine. That shit sucked. I turned mm-hmm. that shit over, and that's when I was solidified as as oh, I fucks with this nigga. This nigga, yeah, know, you say that. this yeah. nigga know what he doing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, right. <laughs> but um, see, Nas, I think the thing with Nas for me, uh-huh. aside from the beats selections, Nas don't allow nobody, unless it's like a singer, like, you know what I'm saying, or some type of collaboration, he don't really allow people to do his hooks. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. it's like he sound like he right the motherfucker and he going to say it. And it'd be like sometimes you could need you could use a little help. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You could use some assistance on this hook, my nigga. You might want to call T right. Pain or somebody to write that for you. You know what I mean? Right. And right. you could execute it. But it's like when you listen to Outcast, one, they were good at their hooks, but they always had a lot of assistance around them. It was motherfuckers playing all kind of instruments and singing and doing all kind yeah. of shit on them records. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Which gave it a lot more depth. Like, I would always be thinking when I listen to Nas, it's just like the nigga rap the verse, he going to talk the hook, you know what I'm saying, very, you know what I'm saying, nonchalantly, you know what I'm saying, whatever the last word of the verse was, you know what I'm saying, major look, yeah, major look. <laughs> like, damn, and that's his hypest song, nigga. That's, the, that's hilarious. That's, that's my favorite Nas record, nigga, it's major look. Really? But, yeah. <laughs> wow! Because uh. the beat got that was that was a, a beat selection, nigga. 
Like he didn't have to, he he didn't have to do nothing extra because that beat did all of the heavy lifting of being hype. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, I didn't really fuck with Nas the first few albums. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. again, I was from the South. Nas was out of New York. New York made a big deal before he even dropped. The source gave him five mics before he even knew who he was. And it was kind of like, well, they're just trying to hype this nigga, you know? And then Outkast was dropping right the same time. And then you had all this other, the South was really starting to get his own voice. You had A-Ball, MJG, and, you know, all these guys that were coming out around that time. So it was kind of like, we, I, we didn't need no Nas. For, that was my my personal uh, mm-hmm. assessment, and so I, I I wrote them off, and until I think it was that Major Look album um, mm-hmm. that still mad was that still mad still uh, right around that God's era. Son. I think it's Godson. Yeah, right around that era, I started. I was like, yeah. okay, nah, nah, nah. Let me, you know, oh nah, Ether, Ether made me pay attention to Nas. Yeah, that still mad. That 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 made that when that shit was going on. And, you know, being in New York and they was doing that shit like over the radio. So it was like one day Nas would be at the station and next day Jay would be at the station. And you listen yeah. to that shit every day. That, that that made me respect what he do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, oh, he responded to that very well. That nigga executed on that shit. And then right. you would hear Jay come back and he didn't he didn't execute. Well as he shoulda, as well as I thought he shoulda, live in that moment. You know what I'm saying? He might have needed to take some time to really think about this. So right. it was almost like the emperor had no clothes, and then Nas was the one who exposed them and shit. So, yeah, I, you know, since I, I go ahead, you about to say nah, something. I'm done. No, I'm done. Nah, I'm done. Um, well, it's interesting because okay, one, I remember being at Webster Hall. When they performed Major Look live, I don't know if it, I think it must have been like an album release party for Godson, mm-hmm. and they they might have, I don't know if they premiered it there. It must not have premiered it, but they performed the remix with Jada and Luda, mm-hmm. and it was at Webster Hall, and that shit was so crazy in the room. Mm-hmm. That shit, first of all, because that beat was bananas, because that beat sound like it sounded like a park jam, like it mm-hmm. sounded like it was. Outside on some big speakers, just how to weigh that shit. And the what was the? I think it was like a Jimmy Caster sample or something with them Congos, like something that felt very old school hip hop. And then with the hook, with the you know the Brave Heart shit, how they recorded that shit, just sound like some real outside chaos type shit. Mm-hmm. And everybody killed it. But I remember when Luda came out, I do the you know. I'm from the whatever I forget. Sneak peeks and slope. I forget. Oh man, I'm from the school right. of hard knocks. That's Sneak when Luda was on his shit blows. too. Yeah, no, he was on fire. He was on fire. Kiss verse was crazy. Not nah, like that shit. That just the energy off that shit was just so palpable. Yeah, but right. um, that was that was an that, Apache Apache flip. They, Apache, they, they, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. Apache shit. That shit was crazy. Um, it's funny. I guess, you know, now Nas got the the podcast, which we talked about before. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Jason Rodriguez. He got the podcast, um, The Bridge. And it's just interesting 
Because he, he's kind of been a cat that don't really speak a whole lot, you know? Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, so or speak at length. So to hear him on this podcast, like, he's really, really open and real, like, uh, warm with the guests. Like, you could tell these are people that he truly admire. Mm-hmm. He's, 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 he's liberal with the praise. You know what I'm saying? He, you know, he'll accept his praise. But you, like, it's a interesting array of people. It's not like the usual suspects. It ain't New Yorked out. Like, I was listening to the, um, the most recent one with Bun B earlier today. That's mm-hmm. what made me kind of get back into the catalog, right? Because um, one of the stories that Bun B said, and it's just funny because what you were saying about we ain't need no knives. We got everything we got. But mm-hmm. um, it's so funny, like, how small the community of hip-hop is and mm-hmm. probably still is. Mm-hmm. Like, as a fan, it's one thing, but as a somebody that's a performer... It's a, you know, it's a community. You know right. what I mean? It's fraternity, sorority, right? These people bump into each other because they all on these circuits together, right? right? So they were talking about, Bumby was telling the story. First Nas was telling the story about how him and Pimp C was chopping it up and talking about how to kind of move weed from state to state, how to always have weed wherever you travel type shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And kind of, you know, got it to some old, he said it kind of dipped it to almost like a, a hustle conversation. You had to pull back because he's like, you know, we're not doing that type of shit no more. But like, mm-hmm. that was the thing about like, you know, if you go into this spot, you know, before weed was everywhere. It's like, if you go into this spot and you don't know if there's weed over there, this is how you can always blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But what was interesting was, Bun was like, I don't know if you know this part of it, but you know, like that same day, like Pimp, I don't know if you remember, but um, because Pimp couldn't stop talking about this, um, he was like, I guess you mo- must have wrote some new shit or something, and I guess they was at the studio or whatever. He pulled Pimp to the side. It was like, yo, I just wrote this. Can I spit this for you? Let me know what you think. Mm-hmm. And the nigga Pimp was like. Told Bunny, he was like, that nigga is that nigga. Like, the fact that he asked me, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> for my opinion, like, nigga, you don't, you don't need my opinion. But, like, that really stuck with him. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, the fact that he was humble enough to, one, humble enough, but then also respected Pimp as a peer to mm-hmm. be like, yo, what's your take on this? So how do you feel about this shit? And it was just like, you know, it was it was wild. You know, like, it's the, the more that... You hear these stories and shit like that. It just adds more context to the the career, and and obviously I was a super diehard Jay fan from the door, and it was honestly one of the big things about it too. Uh, ethos wise, mm-hmm. Jay was about getting paper. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was like, this shit will inspire you to get the fuck out of poverty or wherever, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Get your shit together. Mm-hmm. Nas was a little bit more poetic, and it was cool. It was beautiful. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes if you, like, if you young and you trying to build some shit, trying to hustle, you know, hustle culture was so crazy then. Mm-hmm. Jay was a little bit more the, the gasoline. But I say all that to say, like, I'm as I'm going back into the Nas discography this shit aged well and i have a greater appreciation for a lot of this shit in retrospect not to say that i didn't fuck with it then you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying but like it's it's less it's less like looking for 
what makes it not perfect. Like there was a thing because Nas came in uh, Illmatic that almost it was so perfect that it almost kind of it almost kind of undermined everything else he did because it was just like, can he live up to being perfect? Can he live up to being perfect? You know what I'm saying? It's almost like Kendrick kind of has that. He's been, his track record's been great so far. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But like, um, it'll be interesting and I hope, I don't, you know, I don't wish it on nobody or whatever. I hope it don't happen or whatever. But like, it'd be interesting to see if if Kendrick put out an album that niggas just just did not fuck with. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? How would the rest of his career go? Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's the it's the Rakim effect. That's what Nas was fighting. You know what I mean? Because Rakim came with a perfect debut album. That shit was perfect. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And then after that, it was all these expectations. I like he was the god MC, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like nigga. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he had that same beat picking disease. You know what I'm saying? Where mm. his like that first album Molly Maul did, that shit was right on point. It hit every note you need to hit for New York to Miami. Then I guess when they started doing their own shit, they only hit the New York notes. You know what I'm saying? So it's kinda like you alienated a lot of the audience that came to fuck with you through the beats as well as the rhymes. And so Rakim I don't think ever lived up to paid in full. You know what I mean? He mm. remained the GOAT and the God MC, but creatively, I don't think he ever lived up to paid in full. Now, there might be people out there cussing the speakers. You know what I'm saying? It's just my own assessment as a Rock M fan. Now, <clears throat> Nas has been able to get, I think in the beginning, he had that thing with, you know, Illmatic. And trying to figure out how to stay true to that, but also make some hits. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, he might do a, like you say, he might do some goofy shit. Or he might do a collab with Puffy and bring out the Bentleys and the Furs and the Champagne. Mm -hmm. You'd be like, that ain't even, that that ain't Chip Tooth. Nah, it's like, what you doing? You know what I mean? And then... So I think for a certain time, I think he battled back and forth between that. And I would, you know, I would be interested in how he felt about it. But it seemed like from the outside looking in that he kind of like, I want to make some hits, but you know what I'm saying? I want to stay true to my shit, you know? And then, mm-hmm. but I think at a certain point he got over the hump and was able to just kind of be more free with his shit, you know what I mean? And it could have been out the ether. I'm not sure when, when it was for him. But like even now, it's like, he just freely putting out music, you know. Didn't he get to drop two albums in a year? When he ever did that? Yeah, three. You know what I'm saying? It's a damn near. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the niggas just dropping his shit freely, like and let whatever work work. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure you know he got his his money right. You know what I mean? He got his investments going. Shit, child support shit probably on cruise control right now. You know what I mean? He free. And mm-hmm. he's he's creating like he's free, and mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see where he goes from here, because when you become that free as an artist, it opens so many different kinds of doors. You know what I mean? That you could fuck with, just like him doing the Kennedy Center in his tux, very Sydney right. Portier. You know what I mean? And then right. you know he he got his albums, but like what happens if Nas collabs with 
you know, this producer or that one or this type of music or this genre of music? What happens if Nas goes to Africa like on Belly and mm-hmm. collab with the Afrobeat niggas and shit? What does that fucking look like? You it know could I mean? be dope. A lot of, yeah. A lot of people feel like that uh, Distant Relevance, Distant Relatives album with him and Damian Marley is pretty ill. I never really got into it. I never listened to it. Mm-hmm. But I hear a lot of people say that's hard. Because if we look back, he took a lot. He's taken a lot of risks. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like, you know, is and like I said, I could appreciate it more now that I'm looking back, you know, and... um. Obviously, it's probably prompted by listening to the podcast. Shout out to Minya O as well, the co-host on her co- his co-host on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and just I just came to me in this second, but you know it would be crazy because if they really having like real conversations, and another nigga that don't really talk like that, but if they, he had Hove on there mm-hmm. to like really chop it up, that shit mm-hmm. would be ill. Like, cause you know, we see the, we cool, you know what I mean? We take photos together, we do records together. It's obviously, you know. We over with, you know what I'm saying? The beef is dead or whatever. But, like, y'all niggas had a real deal beef. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? At least on wax. And it would be interesting, you know, two kings of New York, two kings of hip-hop to, like, really kind of chop it up in a real transparent type of conversation. Obviously, ain't going to get but so crazy, but mm-hmm. that would be an ill episode. Right. Um, yeah. I will. But, uh, What's interesting is it feels like Jay is in that position that Nas was in in the beginning of his career, as far as musically. You know what I'm saying? Mm. As accomplished as he is, as successful as he is in all of his businesses, creatively, it seems like he's trying to figure out, okay, how do I do my grown rap and still be motherfucking cool and shit? It's like he's trying to figure it out. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I like the 444 album. But, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. it felt like he was conflicted in some ways. You know what I mean? Just to me. Mm. Oh, I, th- I thought you was going to keep going. No, no, no. Nah, I'm just saying because, because, you know, with Jay, he says certain things with certain confidence. You know what I'm saying? It's like you say, mm-hmm. when, you, when, when you hear him, you know, it's, it's that battery. You know, it's fuel because you hear the confidence in the words that he's saying. But right. it's, it's like he's in a place in life where, you know what I'm saying, it's not as easy to be as confident about fucking going through something with your old lady, you know what I'm saying, raising kids and shit, you know what I'm saying, being a goddamn father and making those types of decisions as it is to make business decisions or, you know, street decisions. It's like, you know, or talk about street decisions. Because his shit was always positioned in a certain way. I'm positioned at the highest level of all this shit, and I know this shit. And I know right. how to talk this talk. But when it comes to that black father talk, you know what I'm saying, that's a little more vulnerable and it's not as conclusive because you don't really know your outcomes. You know what I'm saying? It's going to mm-hmm. take 20 years for you know your outcomes. You know what I mean? 20-something years or 30. Right. You know what I mean? Till you know, oh, I did my job. You know what I mean? Right. And it's, and as good as you doing your job, you don't know. Like you be like, you think you're doing your job good, then your kids be like, nigga, you ain't doing shit. Yeah, yeah, damn. I thought I was doing my job. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You never listened to me. I th- right. I thought I listened to you all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He like, yeah. damn. Yeah. I thought I was yeah. thought I had it under control, but you don't. <laughs> report card. <laughs> yes. You'll do a report card. Right. You know um, what I mean? <laughs> 
Yeah. I'm curious. I mean, it would be good to hear that. I liked 444. You know, I liked... Uh, it was good. It was it was the first time that you really kind of seen him being vulnerable, but obviously a lot of that was also in response <laughs> to... Uh, it was it was like, you know, it was kind of uh, damage control a little bit. So this first time you really seen Hove on his heels a little bit. Um, Second time. But... <clears throat> oh, yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> I guess so, yeah, true indeed. Sonically. Right. But, uh, yeah, so first time, I mean, on that level, to see the vulnerability. And, uh, yeah, it was interesting, interesting balance. And then some of these records that have come out since, yeah, he's got his go-tos. He's always got to remind you he rich. He got to remind you he used to sell a lot of crack. You know what I'm saying? Like, he got to remind you about that shit. Just, just, just to be clear. You know what I mean? I might be 50-something, but listen, I was back in 94, nigga. You know, it's a little bit of that. So it'll be interesting to see what could happen. I forget who said this, but um, there was, I guess, a text message or something or a little three-way conversation with, like, Andre 3000, Lauren, and Nas, mm-hmm. and... And one of them said, maybe it was Lauren or something, was like, yo, you got to keep rhyming so niggas know you could be that shit at, you could be cool at 50, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. just to let motherfuckers know, like, no, it don't die when you get to X amount of eight. Like, you could still be a cool motherfucker and still talk that shit, Mm -hmm. you know, just to to basically keep paving the road further. Because this is still, you know, as, as... multi-generational as hip-hop is, that shit is still moving. Like, mm-hmm. the people, the elders could still put out music to go further, and it would be interesting to see what Jay would be talking about. Um, you know, it would be interesting, because, uh, like, a whole album, I wouldn't be mad, I wouldn't be mad to hear an album at some point. You mm-hmm. know, hopefully he coming back. When I heard him talk that shit about that versus, you know, respectfully, nobody could stand on stage with me. Mm-hmm. That was that whole, like arrogant shit that you like like that's okay that's that's hove talking let's mm-hmm. hear that shit let's hear that on the record and 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 whatever hear introspection because he good when he get introspective too you know what i'm saying just to see how it work out but yeah i would i, I would always hear a new album to see what's what i don't know if he's at that point where Nas was at to where maybe because he's older maybe there's that but no, I'm, I'm just saying i'm just saying he's at a point it's but it's mm-hmm. a, it's a it's a similar type of conflict as far as mm. um, staying true to what you are and mm-hmm. and then making something commercially viable at the same time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're trying to balance both of those. It don't feel like Nas is trying to balance that shit right now. He's just putting out music. Like, oh, drop this shit, boom. King disease, yeah. king disease too, nigga. Shit, me and right. his boy in the studio. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. some of them, like I said, some of them records sound like he just sitting at the at the kitchen table, like shit. I'm just talk this out, like you know what I'm saying. Now, like you sure you want to put this up, man? Go ahead, put that shit out, man. I ain't tripping on that shit, you know. Yeah, it's like which like is, yeah, which is yeah. freedom, which is freedom. I don't absolutely four four four. You didn't feel that freedom from Jay Z, you know what I mean? Interesting. It didn't gotcha. feel free like that. It felt like all right, let me figure out how I want to do this. Let me craft the narrative around why I'm doing this and why I'm talking this way. Um, let me go and do this interview and make it a point to talk about certain sensitive topics in a very controlled way. Um, right. Yeah, you know, 
I mean, I, I go to therapy. You know what I'm saying? And right. we're going to leave it right there, you know? And it's like, I'm becoming a better person. That's what this album is about, you know? Which is cool, but he didn't say that shit like he said, you know what I'm saying? If I shot you, I'm brainless. You shoot me, you famous, nigga. What? Streets is watching. He didn't say yeah. that shit, you know what I mean? He didn't have all that bass in his chest when he was talking this new talk. It was tiptoey, you know? Interesting. Above all, even more than the J album, or I mean, we got Nas out. I would like to hear a Andre three thousand now. I don't know if that's gonna come. I mean, Cause he's you know we'll see. I mean, he said literally like he's reluctant to do that shit. See, he kind of spoke that right. that ex- he articulated all of that that you said about J. Like you know he don't one he don't want to look old and whack. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He don't want to look like he. Missed a step or fell off or whatever like that. He don't, you know, he don't trust the reception that he would get. Right. So there's that, and that's like you building your own prison, your own prison. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like where you're saying Nas is free, Nas is like fuck it, mm-hmm. and that you know that's beautiful because you got to realize all three of them. You know what I mean? Like the or and also including Lauren, we talking about that conversation, but like all of them are exalted at this point. Like they. In the books, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, and that that should be understood. They're in the books. Anything else, they just playing with the chapters, mm-hmm. right? Like, I look at somebody like Chappelle. Like, he's in the books, and he like just fucks around. Right. You know what I mean? Like, he he has some freedom. I look at even. I had this takeaway. I don't know if we talked about this, but like when Coming to America came out, mm-hmm. the 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 sequel, which was not well received, which was kind of it wasn't that good, right? Mm-hmm. But Eddie was behind it, doing the press, talking to the people out in the world, relatively unbothered, right? Because there was the thing of, like, I remember, like, a lot of the fear was, like, come on, don't fuck with a classic. This is a classic. You can fuck up your legacy, da-da-da-da-da. And he's so good, like, if he catch an L or take an L, fumble some shit, it really does nothing. Like, he's good, right? you know? It's, you know, and... um. It's obviously it's uh it's easier said than done, but you know like yeah I think hopefully more people will take risks creatively you know especially after they've established themselves like you know everything at this point is gravy mm-hmm. you know what I mean like it, come on it's gravy now you got you got classics under your belt look if you if you wanna shit if you wanna play the flute like he put out a couple flute records mm-hmm. Dre you know what I'm saying it was whatever you know what I mean people's like I'ma listen see what this flute shit is but it it's not it's not gonna tear down your legacy it's not mm-hmm. gonna undermine what Outkast did so shit it would be great to to hear more from all of these people it'd be dope see but Dre it's funny you say that cause as free as Dre signed his whole career he was building mm-hmm. that prison very early in his career. Like, mm-hmm. if, if you listen to Watch the Hook, Cool Breeze mm-hmm. record, and he's like, right. um, trying to outdo my last verse that is my curse. Yeah. That's early in his career. You know what I'm saying? That might be Outca- on, between Outkast's first and second album. You know? Even on Me and You. What'd what? he say? He say some shit. Oh, I can't forget the thing, but. Falling off, like you know what I mean, like nigga talking about falling off on album number two, right? Like the fall off, falling off was worse than death back in the day. 
You know what I'm saying? Now niggas is 50. They didn't lived enough to where it's like beyond expectation for some. So it's like, but that fall off feels so tragic. You mm-hmm. know, like, especially back then, like, you know, rap careers wasn't going longer than five years. And that was a good one. Three albums. And it was kind of, you know, you out of there or you weren't, nobody was really checking for you. So mm-hmm. the the threat of the fall off, the threat of being rusty, that shit was, that was a, that was, you know, it was a real deal fear. So yeah, to your point, yeah, he's definitely been talking that shit. He's been talking that shit. That, um, mm-hmm. you know, expectation talk. But, um. My bad. I don't know if I cut you off. No, 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 no. Added to that shit. Okay. No, it's just you know, it's just certain things about personalities that yeah, you know, that you you see early on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Dre always uh, talked about falling off or not getting paid from these records. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, right? See, I've been going through the same thing that he had. True, I got more friends right. than the average man, but not enough loot to last me to the end of the week. I live by the beat like you live check to check. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so it's like we doing these hole in the wall clubs. This shit here must stop. You know? So, yeah, yeah. and it stopped, and they made it all the way. You know what I mean? But everybody has their own personal journey and their own personal things that that they value and and don't value. And sometimes you get to a point where you don't value the shit that you got to do to make it work. You know what I mean? To be at the top, you got to value getting out there and campaigning and being on the road. And you know what I mean? Like, man, I'm chilling. My kid is grown. You know what I'm saying? Hey, man, I'm just enjoying this shit, you know? And he's at a place in his legacy where if he say he want to do anything, it ain't like me or you. We we go broke. We got to start over. Dre go broke. He was like, you know what? He called Big Boy. Hey, man, you want to go ahead and do this tour one more time <laughs> and be right mm-hmm. back on top on you niggas? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> like, so he he he's 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 living a free life in his life. He might not be free musically because you know whatever reasons that 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 he has, those are his reasons. But other than that. He, he might be good. Mm-hmm. It's just us, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be cool, though, to hear uh, another album. It'd be dope. Ah, uh, shit. I mean, we, 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 we went... <laughs> For a minute, we ain't even talk about the powers. Do you want to, you know what I mean? Yeah, man, talk a little bit about the powers. The powers back. We we complained that it wasn't back. Talk about the powers. I mean, and you didn't see the euphoria. I will say this real fast. Yeah, mm-hmm. you should fuck with euphoria. That this I, first I feel like episode, I gotta catch up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's I worth never it. watched it. I mean, I've I've walked in the room where my my son mm-hmm. was watching it, and mm-hmm. I think my wife was watching it at one point, but mm-hmm. I never sat down and watched it. You know, yeah, nah, it's 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 a it's a dope show. Uh, we were talking earlier. I, you know, like Zendaya. I want to say Zendaya. I think it's Zendaya. I don't think it's Zendaya. Zendaya. No, I know. I think she's from Disney. I'm pretty sure she's from Disney. So like, I always seen her as like a child actress. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, so I wasn't really, I really know much about her ability as an actress. I think we talked about this on the podcast before, but like. Season one and now this season, 
She's a beast. Like she's ill. Like she she really does her thing in this in this show. But beyond just her, like she kills it. But beyond what I like about the show, especially now that we're getting back into the second episode, mm. um, what I really appreciate about the show is just visually how it's shot mm-hmm. and on another level, just how they flesh out the stories for such a large cast. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of characters in there, and they they all have something going on. Not all of them. Some, some storylines are a little, sh- you know, more shallow than others, but for the most part, they get their justice. They get some due, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, I was watching this first episode of season two, and then I watched the little the recap or whatever, and what I peeped, you know, he was talking about just aesthetically, they had, you know, they had Zendaya, they had, Zendaya, they had uh, Sam Levine. That's like, we talked about this on the pod, but that's, they like Snoop and Dre. They're going together. They did the, you know, uh, Malcolm and, what's it, Malcolm Marie. and Marie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Malcolm and Marie together. You know what I'm saying? Like, they fuck with each other. And, um, and then they had, like, the cinematographer, and they were just kind of breaking down, like, okay, so the first... Like, the first, aesthetically, how we shot the first thing was a party at, like, 2 a.m. You know what I'm saying? Just how it's going to look, how it's lit, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's lit in a way where it's, like, feels like real, like, UV, like, uh, dark, mm-hmm. blue light, you know what I'm saying? Club type shit, mm-hmm. you know? And this next one, it was, like, we wanted to feel like it's, like, 5 a.m., like, you stayed too long. You know, and then they they went ahead and went to Kodak and got Kodak to reproduce a old film that they don't even do. I think it's called Ectogram or something like that. So they shot, I don't know if it's the entire season, but they shot this first episode all on film. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, like this first episode, they tell like the origin story of the drug dealer cat Fezco. Mm-hmm who was kind of like an ancillary character. He was a cool character, but he was kind of like, you know, his story wasn't fully fleshed out in season one. He was cool, though. People fucked with him, you know. But um, this one, they kind of break down how he is, who he is, and why he is who he is, and it's off the strength of his grandmother. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's like his grandmother was a gangster, and then, like, that's how it opens up, and then they kind of show you know, how she was living, how Mm -hmm. she was handling things. And then basically she took him in, became his caretaker, you know, and then more than just a caretaker, like he was her partner, Mm -hmm. even though he was a kid, he was her partner. So he kept, she kept him by her side throughout it all. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Seeing the good, the bad, the ugly. I mean, even to his detriment, you know, Mm -hmm. like I'm trying not to spoil too much shit. So then, you know, Ultimately, his grandmother was gone, and then, you know, now he's his own man, and he's doing his, and he's kind of, you know, the the legacy continues type shit, mm-hmm. and it comes back to current day, and the cliffhanger from last year, one of the uncompleted stories from last year was Nate, one of the characters, one of the main characters, Nate's kind of like a dickhead, you know what I'm saying, he's like the, um, I think he's a, like a, I want to say he's like a football star, like, but he's like, Super on some bullshit. He kind of, if I remember correctly, kind of snitched on Fez, almost got him locked up. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's some 
just like to some loose ends there, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, it basically, you know, tells the origin story. But at the end of it all, Fez gets his payback. You know what I'm saying? And that shit was fire. Like, they, the way they did that shit was fire. There's other stories going along. Like, you know, Rue's got her story that's in Zaya. You know, Rue and um, Jules, that's her, like, her, um, her friend slash lover in a sense. You know what I mean? And then, you know, you're seeing a little bit of Nate. You're seeing a little bit of... I forget the, some of the rest of the characters' names, but you you kind of catching up to getting up to speed with them. But there's like this: the through line is through Fast, mm. which is cool because he's been off to the side. He's been one of the people you fuck with, but he ain't really get his his full story, like his his like to really like unpack his character, mm. and that shit pays off lovely. And you like, okay, this how we and this how we kicking it off. Like it's one of them, <laughs> and. What's kind of crazy is um, one thing I'll say, last thing I'll say about this shit, it's funny because I saw somebody make a comment that they were like, well, you could tell that this, I guess, at least the uh, music supervisors, at least over 35, because there's no way that high school kids would be partying to fucking back that ass up or Biggie and shit like that. And mm-hmm. who knows? I don't know. i seen some people... Going back and forth with them, like, nah, B, you don't, you don't know, whatever, whatever, whomever. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? They, yeah. uh, some of the shit is, you know, it's classics. It's oldies, yeah. you know but, what I mean? But see, the thing is, with that shit, it ain't about necessarily matching up to the picture. You know what I'm saying? It's the feeling. It's the feel, yeah. and it could be who is the target demo for this shit. You know right. what I mean? Because right. obviously... Yeah, even Zendaya made that post saying this is really for mature people. Like this ain't, mm-hmm. this ain't for the kids. You know that was cool. So yeah. So you know, obviously, they're not trying to tailor make it for a seventeen year old motherfucker. For real, for real. Right, 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 right. But I say all that to say, so there, there was that little pushback. But um, you know, they got the little cold open where they you know show how Granny get down. But then when they go back to present day, like right as they going back to present day, they go to hit them up, you know, and it's just like, I fucked your bitch, you fat mother. You know what I mean? Like they, they go in with that and then a the motherfucker hit them up shit come on. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because, you know, I'm a big fan. And um, <clears throat> I wasn't a big Tupac fan like that. Like he was what it was. But that shit, <laughs> I mean, Pac got a few records where it's like, you know, like, uh, Ambitious of a ride, or certain records that are just like it's like just pure adrenaline. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like it's just a feeling. But the way that shit open up, and it's the it's. I mean, it is probably you know you hear the the, the argument. It might be the best disc record of all time. But the way that that shit just sets a tone. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Just as a needle drop, or just mm-hmm. in general, mm-hmm. that shit. That's some old we back type shit. Like that shit, the way that cracked off, I was like, okay, I was all in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that shit was fire. So yeah, salute. Euphoria's back. Yeah. Um Yeah. So yeah, you should check it out. You should catch up because I think it's worth checking out. You I, know what I mean? We could we could talk about it if you you know what I mean. I, I, get, I, get, I get current and you know what I'm saying. Ah uh-huh, shit. Rock with the shit. <laughs> That'll be dope. All right, well shit. Let's talk about this power though. Cause uh <laughs> 
That boy Tariq turning into ghost every episode, boy. That motherfucker. <laughs> I'm looking at him like, oh, this cat, he morphing, morphing. Like, yeah. he's a different motherfucker now. That nigga yeah. got out of jail faster than he get across town. <laughs> yeah, you know how they move. Yeah, nah, man. What's your thoughts? Well, I mean, it's entertaining. I'll tell you that. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> it's definitely entertaining. I, I find uh, I'm interested more in the dynamic of Lorenzo coming home. Uh, that, yeah. That, that nigga trying to get it, get to it. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And, um, you know. He trying to put himself back in position. I see he already got his little Maserati or whatever, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> he pulling out his the little fits. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He got his chain back. Yeah, look dated. Yeah, he got <laughs> <Yeah>. that chain. <laughs> <laughs> that chain looked like it was in uh when they take your it was in the evidence locker for you years. Know? Yeah. Oh shit. So I mean <sighs> you talking about, you know, Soap opera-ish. I mean, they getting to that point with with uh, Monet and her baby daddy, uh, right? Yeah, you know, so all these light skinned baby daddies and these dark skinned kids. Right. Yeah, man, <laughs> I'm about to go get some cheesecake. Yeah, like I- Lorenzo been in prison for super long, and he don't seem like somebody that be missing too much, right? And right. Th- they be they kind of be playing him like he not alert. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's off. Because right. then he catches things. He caught the Drew thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But then he don't catch Monet stepping out for quote-unquote cheesecake. I mean, cheesecake to go meet with this other cat. He ain't on top of that. It just well, seems a little... I think I think he also knows that, you know, one, shit, she been doing this shit for 10 years. She is dis- he's a dis- he, she knows, he knows that she's a disgruntled employee right now. You know mm. what I'm saying? So it's kind of like... You know, which fights you going to fight. You know what I mean? You're already right. pushing her out of the game. You're already showing the daughter all the love and, and you know, essentially saying, bitch, you ain't do shit to get me out. My my daughter got, got me out again right behind your back. Now, what's up with that? You know what I mean? Now, how did, wait, hold on. Run that back. Now, how did um, Diane get him out? Because I don't Diane understand Diane stole that. the money from the bar, the million dollars from the bar, paid um, Method Man. To, to um work on the case, he got with old boy. They found a loophole, and then I'm not uh, sure. They didn't show it, but you know Lorenzo might have did a little snitching. You know what I'm saying? Because he was uh, like, "I tell you whatever you want me to tell you." You know, so I'm uh, not sure. They didn't show how that turned out, but you know, I thought yeah. Diane stole the money to get product. Nah, I didn't realize. Oh, okay, she stole the money to to pay um to pay, pay, off, uh, to pay Davis. Yeah, pay off Davis. Okay, though Davis and getting money from everybody. Davis is everybody <laughs> in this story's lawyer. It's like everybody <laughs> go to Stansfield. Everybody <laughs> go to Stansfield. Everybody in the same jail. Right. And it's like the. <laughs> It's like the Simpsons. <laughs> it's like it's one nigga that do every just one occupation. It's one deli owner. Yeah, yeah. Nah, that shit is wild. Yeah. This shit like Martin yeah. Apartment and shit. Right, <laughs> this right. is the set, nigga. Right, um, right. <laughs> shit. Tate is the teacher. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, oh boy, that on the clubs. It's the donor that's be on campus right. calling shots. Right. Yeah. This is one community. <laughs> mm-hmm. But tight knit. Right. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? You know, Lorenzo trying to get to the plug. The plug is the the baby daddy. I mean, I'm still trying to figure out the timeline. This, you know, did did did, but they fucking at the same time. You know what I'm saying? And she just got pregnant close enough to blame it on. No, she ain't even blaming on Lorenzo. She called him a nephew. So I'm not sure why that's a a big old deal, except for the fact that. You know, she lied. She lied about it all these years, and and you know, she may currently have feelings. But other than that, it's kind of like, you know, I'm not sure why. Uh, it seems like Lorenzo know who the fuck do the um who uh what's the name? I forget the dumb job. dude. They fuck around and become. They might just be brothers because they look like they related. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. She got a tight Monet. Oh, oh, the, um, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Lorenzo and the yeah, old boy. Yeah. Oh, you talking about Zeke? You were yeah, saying Zeke. Um, Zeke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I don't understand the Zeke's in the situation. Like, you know what I'm saying? Was she too young to have a baby? And she just, that was supposed to be a nephew? Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. Like, it might be, you know, I had a baby with your brother, but I'm about to get, right. you know what I'm saying? I'm not sure what what's the big, Secret, yeah, you know what I'm saying, right? Interesting, and it seems like Lorenzo knows more than you know we know because he when he, you know, saying when Zeke walked up in there, he's like, Nigga, you can't be here, like, damn, you don't even the fuck, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, that was do you even know who he is? Yeah, I know who he is, you know what I'm saying, like, Mm -hmm. he went a little extra hard, like, he already know, you know what I'm saying, Mm. that you know. The baby daddy is his, you know, is his rival or whatever. I'm not sure. Right. Yeah, it's interesting. Then you got the wood. I mean, like the Kane and Drew. Well, I'm about to say Kane and Abel, but the Kane and Drew thing where Lorenzo's trying to put Drew in position. Mm-hmm. Kane again, you know, his whole storyline felt like he's being overlooked and not getting the ball enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And he got to connect to the plugs, so and now he want to be the plug, you know? Well, um, he, he can't very well take his daddy to the plug because the plug already said, I don't want to fuck with your daddy. I'm fucking with you. Right. Well, he, but that's that's because Kane said, and obviously, you know, but Kane also said, yo, I know if I bring my pops here, I'm going to be cut out. And right. he was like, see, you get the game. And I don't want, you know, I'd rather fuck with you. You know what right. I'm saying? But they the, got a relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the but plug know. Plugs don't like them. The plug know yeah. that shit. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm fucking your mama. You know what I'm saying? Like, your mama's my, my old lady. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, so, yeah. He, he trying to cross Lorenzo out any old way. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, yeah he finna cause that conflict. I ain't fucking with that nigga. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? So, there's that. There's that whole thing. Um... Uh, Braden, you know, kind of, you know, like I wasn't even all the way mad at Braden. Braden's just been super making stupid moves. He's just so eager to be down or whatever, and he he got caught up. He got, you know, he got finessed by Kane. Mm-hmm. But it looks like, and I could be wrong, but it looks like, um, you know, obviously Tariq, 
kind of brought him back into the fold because Effie was like, yo, I mean, what's the deal? Like, what, what did he really do? That's your man. You should fuck with him. Mm-hmm. And it felt like, uh, you know me, I be forgetting a lot of shit, but it felt like Tariq was honestly telling him everything that happened. He did, did he lie? <laughs> okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. Because I didn't know if he like, nah, he you didn't know, manipulate the, the story. Okay, cool. But cool, he do, cool. he's just doing the ghost and Tommy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, keep I'm a, close. I'm going to put this info on your ass, and you know what I'm saying? Now you got to hold that, you know? Right. This is what right. the fuck I'm doing out here now. What shit. <laughs> yeah, what you think? And yeah, so hold that. <laughs> yeah. Effie back. You know, I fuck with Effie. Mm-hmm. There's a um, there's a story. I seen a YouTube video. I ain't watch it, but it seems like a YouTube video is like, why Effie's going to double cross Tariq. I ain't watch it yet because I ain't wanted to. To color my recap, but I fuck with her. I fuck. Mm-hmm. I think they they're a good little they're a good little team. The two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Diane. But, but got was they always up. fucking around? Was FN? Oh yeah, they was. Yeah, they yeah. was back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. From the door. Yeah, yeah, they jumped the up. Then they kind of fell back for a minute. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, because Effie seemed like she can compartmentalize. At the end of the day, she's about making the money. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you want to bring women around, I right, it is what it is. That's cool. I get it. You know what I mean? I'm going to do me. You know what I'm saying? As long as we making money, we can continue on. Um, so I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. The little, the Lauren Cotty Dodge standoff was interesting. <laughs> that was interesting to see Imagine that. You keep you calling know? that lady Cotty Dodge. <laughs> Cotty Dodge. That's her name. I know, but, but we uh, know her as hey. Professor Reynolds. Okay, all right, fair enough. Oh, uh, yeah, the lo- that little stand that little standoff was was funny because it was just like I thought I thought I thought she was going I thought Cotty Dodd or Professor Reynolds I thought she was going to kind of you know buck up at a low on a little higher stakes situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I was, you know, she I was maybe my expectations were a little a little bit further along, like, you know, she got the past of being on the force. So I know she knows she got a little gun somewhere. You know what I mean? I thought it was going to turn into something like that, but it might, she might just wind up, you know, punching Lauren in the jaw. They might have a nice little tussle. It'd be interesting if Lauren get the best of her, you know what I'm saying? But like, I thought it was going to be a little bit more, a little bit more, um, I don't know. I thought the stakes were going to be a little higher. We'll see what's going to happen with that. We'll see how this whole thing unfolds. We see how, you know, Tariq trying to, you know, um, kind of finagle the Lauren situation. Her name but, ain't Reynolds. Uh, That's the Professor Reynolds the nigga who got killed. Her name Professor Milgram. Go ahead, though. Oh, yeah, Milgram. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Professor Milgram. I know everybody so, talking uh, shit about me. Uh-huh. <laughs> this, this, nigga, this nigga don't even watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, but uh, I'm trying to think what else we forgot. Um, so we, yeah, he getting Kane getting pressed for the plug, Lorenzo right. pressing everybody, and you know what I'm saying right. manipulating Drew, and you know what I'm saying got right. baby girl on his side right now. Like you know, uh-huh. you can't be mad at that that she went that he she went and got him out. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But stealing a million dollars, woo lord. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's wild. So the mama is definitely mad about that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she jacked her ass up, told her to get out the house. Like, where the fuck is she gonna go? You know, her daddy gonna back right. her up. Like, yeah. I mean, that, that's not a, a play. You done switched the whole vibe in the house up. It's mofongo and bachata. You yeah. know what I mean? About to be a bunch of cigar smoke. 
I mean, yeah, she, yeah, it's you know, Monet had it going one way for a long time. Yeah. She was chilling. She was running shit. Yo, Monet stay fresh though. I I, I gotta give it to her. The fucking the Louis um pajamas that she had on, mm-hmm. she stayed fresh in the most casual settings. Like her shit is on fire at all at all times. I fuck with that. I thought about you too, cause uh, they had a she had her feet out. I was mm-hmm. like, look at this. Black yeah. feet. Black feet. You know what I mean? Black feet. Out in the world. You know, MJB. You know what I'm saying? But uh But they, yeah, they came that, in the game with the with the with the fresh wardrobe. You know what I'm saying? That was no. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, she stays, she stay on point. The bold face logo. Like you don't really get mm-hmm. that much on TV because I guess you gotta clear it, but I guess that was part of the right. budget. Cause Kane yeah. always got on some shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Tariq always got some shit on. Yeah, Kane always got some logo heavy shit on. Yeah, they mm-hmm. they letting you know. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think what else. I don't know uh, what that goofy shit on the basketball player was wearing this week when he came to the party. Remember. He just had on a goofy outfit. <laughs> we had like a anorak or some shit, like a pullover. Nah, he had like a button down. Looked like it was rayon, but you know, obviously they ain't making rayon shirts like that no more. I don't know what he had mm. on. He tripping. Zeke, yeah, look at that. Um, but I don't understand Zeke though. Like, why would Zeke come to that party? Being you just being crossed up in the mix, you really want right. to go to a Tahada party as the Tahada get out of jail? Like, <laughs> like Tahada party, like yeah. nigga. Like, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. ain't even off probation on the team yet. Right, like, you might want to stay on campus. And that whole Zeke going to the league shit is so laughable. It's starting to feel laughable amongst the, the family. They're like, well, <laughs> Zeke's still going to the league. They, people looking like, man, if you don't get the fuck out of Zeke, ain't going nowhere. But um, Zeke can yeah, go to the league, but that still ain't no damn plan. Like, when he yeah. told that plan to his daddy, I was like, okay, Zeke, rookie contract ain't finna be shit. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> come on, man! You you paying lawyers? You done paid the lawyer? Y'all y'all collectively have paid the lawyer down there two million dollars already. Just yeah. the lawyer. So how you think yeah. Zeke gonna carry y'all? Yeah, Zeke got what to be. You, yeah. you got to have a LeBron career for what y'all talking yeah. about? Yeah. What's my man's name? I'm I'm blanking right now. White guy who's always been chasing. He's in oh, hot yeah, pursuit yeah, of yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the lawyer. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting tired of this nigga. Um, he in you hot know. pursuit of, of all of the cases. <laughs> he's staying. Yeah, he's getting stay. paid by these niggas. I know he did it. Right. His daddy did right. it. His mama did right. it. They all right. did it. <laughs> <laughs> Still catching the checks. Getting money, but nah, he's still in search of justice. It's some bullshit. I'm seeing that he's peeping that um Lauren is on the hook with his uh with the attorney. Mm-hmm. So he's gonna try to exploit that Lauren Tariq relationship. Mm-hmm. Um I'm trying to think what predictions we got for the rest of the season. Um it looked like I'm trying to remember, was that or was that Euphoria? I think it was, it looked like it was going to be some heavy gunplay coming up. Mm. I think on, on the on trailer, power? I forget. Oh, I, ain't, I ain't catch the trailer. Maybe, I might be getting, I might be getting it wrong. 
Um, might be talking about something else, but I'm curious what else is going to happen. With some of these predictions. I don't really have no predictions for Zeke. Um, I'm curious what's going to happen with Cotty Dodd. Like, is it gonna? Is she gonna get into some type of altercation? Is she gonna go down? Um, why is she still so like, like she's on on her um sacks? Yeah, she's on her. She's starting to feel like sacks with Tariq. Like, she really, like, he's a killer and he needs to go away for life. Like, she trying to get him out of here. Um, Davis is trying to get paid by as many people as possible. He's stretching that, yo, I'm looking for your moms. I need another 500000 <laughs> I don't understand why they keep falling for it. They keep, everybody keep coming with these big fucking duffel bags full of money, <laughs> giving it to this man. Uh, who else is in the in the mix? Uh, curious to see what's going to happen with Tariq and Braden. Mm-hmm. You know, I know Braden stole a thing to kind of get that cat kicked out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess Tate will be back in position. So that'll hopefully solidify Tariq being on the outside for a little while and, and maybe beating this case. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I don't even know what the payoff is. It's just like it's kind of like with Ghost. It's just like just continue to sell nah, drugs. I mean, Tariq got to graduate, right? Okay, to get his bread from his. Oh, daddy. right, right, you know and to saying? get the the trust. The yeah, trust. to get yeah, the trust. To get the trust. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh-huh. You know, at some point, I guess his mama will come back into the fold. You know, they keep bringing her name up. She out there in the world. Yeah, why? What is the reason that she's away again? She in protective Tommy's custody. Going, she in protective custody. Because of Tommy. Yeah, she snitched. Because she snitched on Tommy. Yeah, right. Or to she get snitched? out. Yeah, she oh. snitched on Tommy, and okay. they hit her. She in protective custody. Right, 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 right. But I mean, Tommy seems to be going, going. It's Tommy you about to be in it. Chicago on his own show. Yeah, he got his own show. <laughs> oh, Tommy, that's gonna be hilarious. <laughs> that's he'll he'll be probably be looking for her on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. We're gonna you see what, what happens. Tasha, Tasha gonna be across all the shows. Yeah, all right. This shit is its own power universe, man. It's interesting. <laughs> Davis you will be the any... lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. He's gonna come to New York every time. I need a lawyer. He's gonna fly yeah. out of Chicago, fly all the way out of O'Hare. Nah, what's gonna happen? Yeah. Sachs gonna break up with Davis and start fucking with Tommy to try to mm. get Tariq Steele. <laughs> I know you have Hilarious. a vengeance against this family. Let's take them down together. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. That is that wouldn't even be surprising. Uh shit. Any other any other predictions? Um Tariq gonna be really hurt when he find out his girl was the one who was the snitch. In inadvertently. Oh. Oh, Lauren. Because yeah. they setting that up, talking about, you know, when Fifty came in that time, like, be the ones you love. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? His his in his mind mentor, right? Um, but was it really her? Or was it really her? Though she, it was more did, yeah, gr- she that little the Rolex, you know, what I'm saying got yeah. some some. That's what they were saying that it had some incriminating information on the Rolex. Uh, because you know I saying? didn't think he ever that, said nothing around. Nah, I thought it was nah, more Braden. Nah, oh, okay. but it had some stuff on there that she, that they needed to implicate Tariq. Then once they okay. once they had that. They knew it was something. They was that's when they was like, "Let's go run the room," you know what I'm saying? Um, right. Tate's brother, let's run the room. So boom, uh-huh. they run the room, find the badge, mm. 
Boom. Yeah. So, you know, it was a Got little it. bit of Kane, a little bit of his girl, everybody uh-huh. around him fucking up. A little bit of his roommate, you know. Right. Shit. Everybody is 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 his enemy. It's a op right now. Okay. What other what other predictions you got? Um, you know, of course they're gonna drag it out. So Tyreek ain't going nowhere. He's gonna continue his quest to be a, a graduate. Um shit. I think Zeke will. Uh, I think I'm not sure what's gonna happen with Zeke. Because I think that'll be a hard story to try to navigate with Zeke in the league. I think they ain't got that okay. kind of budget. I think they got Gucci budget, but <laughs> uh, NBA budget. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, right, Unless he right. go overseas or some shit. <laughs> G League, yeah. 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 <laughs> Zeke might end up getting his ass shot. I don't know. Because it's, mm. it's very hard for me to conceive of him being in the league on the show. Unless they just never show him in the league. They just right. be, they be just at show the house. Press. Yeah, to be yeah. at the house like on – um. Uh, what's the show LeBron never had? Oh, um, Survivor's Remorse. Yeah, Survivor's Remorse on that type right. of tip. Yeah. Fictional team. Right. But, um, you know, I think it's going to come down to some – I think they're going to drag it out. It might take two, three seasons, but between Lorenzo and Monet's old man, I think that's going to come to a head. But mm-hmm. I, it, it's not going to – Happen this season, you know what I'm saying? Mm. They gonna they'll probably be at, at the red light next to each other in the season finale and shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds very. You know I can see that. That sounds very power. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then uh, uh, wearing the same shit. Monet right. and bought them the same scarf. Right. <laughs> <laughs> same beard lineup. Right, right. <laughs> Beijing, uh, Monet stayed. In in limbo, mm. prisoner in her own life. Mm. Diana end up at Stansfield. Uh huh. Tyreek's girlfriend, since his old boo did, uh, traded on him. Uh-huh. Um. Shit. I don't know. Kane gonna be on the shit list with his daddy for the next right. two seasons. Right, you think he gonna last that long? I got the people like Kane. People Kane sticks yeah, Kane, around, yeah, Kane but I just feel like good character. You're a good character. Yeah, Kane's a good character. I just feel like somebody needs to get killed. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Somebody got to come off the board just for it to be some type of like who got last. I mean, who's the most expendable? Braden. I don't think Braden gonna get killed. Nah, I mean, that'll open up. I a think camera. Lauren. I've been saying a while. I think Lauren might get might get killed. Uh, I said that last season. Uh, Professor Reynolds got killed last season. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who could get killed. Maybe I. I don't know if Drew would get killed because then that would take a little bit of the conflict away from um, from Kane and whatever. But uh, somebody might. I get mean, Kane out. is expendable per se. He's in a situation where he could get himself killed. At any given time, mm-hmm. his mama don't like him, his daddy don't like him. Right. The right. plug, the plug just using him. So he done fucked up so many times the plug was should have killed him the last time when Tyreek showed right. up. You know? Right, right. But he killed his homeboy. Just to let him know. Yeah. I will kill I will kill a motherfucker now. 
Yeah, he's a good antagonist. He's Mm -hmm. probably the most dynamic of the family. Right, you know what I'm saying? Like besides Monet, so they probably won't get rid of him immediately. I could see them getting rid of Drew or Diane before, mostly probably Drew before Diane. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what's what. I think Lorenzo Uh, gonna kill Zeke. Wow, interesting. <laughs> that's, that's, that's take, that's, just take the exit plan off the table. Yeah, your yeah, baby yeah, with this fu- this fuck nigga. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> mm. Get him out of here. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I think, I think or either that or Monet or Lorenzo's gonna kill Zeke's father. Because I did see that whole thing, Zeke's father saying, well, look, I'm going to let him know, which gave me um, Raising Canaan vibes. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Rocky was <laughs> like, yo, hold on. We ain't going to have that conversation. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see Oh, what. man, the overlapping writer's room. <laughs> yeah, overlapping <laughs> plot line. Oh, shit. I don't know. That's wild. Anyway. Anyway, man, is that it? Hey, that's anything it, else? That's it. All right, well, shit, man. We did a full two-piece. Um, shit. Thanks for listening. If you went this far, good looking out. I appreciate it. You know, thanks for tuning in. And until next week, tell a friend to tell a friend. And even an enemy. To get in the conversation. We out.